Today's daf is daf Yudalid. We are holding at the bottom of your Gimel Amadez a couple of words before the end of the Yomad. So we were dealing with a, a, a difficult concept. We introduced from the Rav Huna in the name of Rav that there was a special Kenyan that was established by the Chachamim. Could be, as it says, for, in order to enhance commerce, make commerce easel, easier, because it involves that a Kenyan goes through without any physical mice. Usually, for a Kenyan to happen, there has to be some type of physical activity for the Kenyan. Mashicha, Hagba, something. So this is called Maimet Shloshdan. Maimet Shloshdan means is that if you have three people that are there, let's say Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are standing together, right, and uh, Shimon has something of Ruvain's, Shimon has something of Ruvain's, so Ruvain can instruct Shimon, instead of giving it to me, give it to Levi. Instead of returning it to me? Yeah, instead of giving it back to me, give it to Levi. And as soon as he declares that statement, then who owns it at that moment? Levi. Levi, even though Levi did not do any action to take, uh, take hold of this. Now, I was in the last cycle, actually, there, no? what's that? They'll all have to be the same. They'll all have to be, all have to be the same. I actually misspoke last cycle, I did this, because there's a second concept, which I don't want to confuse the issue with, but there is a concept of Shibudid Rav Nosen. The case of Shibuda de Rav Nosen is where, uh, where uh, A owes B and B owes C. B can say, instead of paying me what you owe me, since I owe him, pay him. We're not dealing with that scenario over here. That actually could be Minadaraisa. We have Sukkim there. Here we're talking about that Levi is like a guy off the street. Levi, no one owes Levi anything. It just happens to be that Ruben wants Instead of he give it back to me, he says to Shimon, give it to Levi. Come along the Chachamim and say that it's Kaiman. So what, what the Gemara said yesterday, Rava said yesterday, I understand the mechanics of this if you're dealing with a Pikadon. Because a Pikadon is an object which Shimon was holding onto. He wasn't allowed to use. He was holding it. It was something he was holding on to. By the way, the card could be money too. If you gave him your purse and said, hold this, don't spend it. I'm not lending you the money. It's not a lending thing. Because by, when you lend somebody money, at the moment it transfers from Ruben to Shimon, Shimon now is, owns that money. He doesn't have to give back those exact dollars or that exact co- those exact coins. He has, there's a, there's a liability on him, a lien on him to pay it back. So what, what, what Rubber said logically, if it's an actual physical object, so you could say that object, even though it's in the possession of Shimon, but really who's the real owner of it? Ruben. So I understand there could be some mechanic. Since he actually owns the item itself, he's given the right to determine where it should end up. So therefore, when he says, give it to Levi, he has the right to do it. It belongs to Levi right away. That's what Robert said. However, it's much harder for me to hear how Maimet Shloshtan works when you're not dealing with a Vikodon, but when you're dealing with a Milva, when you're dealing with a loan, because there you're transferring a lien. You're transferring an obligation. There's no actual tangible asset. It's much harder for me to understand. So that's what we left off yesterday. We tried to explain 
what the mechanics, how could it work that Maim and Shloshvan doesn't just work in a case of a Picadon, but it also works in a Milu, because we proved that when Rav said it, he wasn't just talking about the case of Picadon, he was also talking about the case of Milu. Why should, Malva, why should it work in a case of a milva as well. So what we're going to now is going to, we already brought down, we're right mama smack in the middle of this thing. So we, we said yesterday, uh, that, that, uh, 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 one explanation which we slowed up and you can take a look at it, but now we're going to give Rab Ashi's explanation. Rab Ashi's explanation is as follows. Now, um, the way I said this last cycle, I must have seen it somewhere because, but I'm going to say it over the same way. Anytime you have a loan, Right? So in addition to the fact that a stam loan without any specific time is 30 days, and a stam loan is 30 days, but we also know that when you have a loan, sometimes there's like a grace period. And the guy comes back, come back tomorrow, you, you give a little bit of a leeway. Right? It says like this. What, what you have to uh, address over here is the fact that what we're trying to figure out, we said Picotin, we can hear a little bit how it works. How does it work in terms of a loan? Now, in a normal situation, what creates the Kenyan and the, is, and the obligation to pay back the loan is there is some type of Kenyan that's happening. Let's talk about what's called consideration. In any transaction, you have to have consideration. There's something that creates the obligation. So, the Malva, right, the Malva gives the money to the Lova. The Lova obligates himself to pay back because he's received something that triggers that he needs to pay back. What did he receive? Money. He got the money. He got the money, right? Our question over here is, that Lechorah, that works between Ruvain and Shimon. But between, when, when you want Shimon now to hand it over to Levi, what creates the Kenyan, what creates the Kenyan that allows the item to now be considered as if Shimon... What's that? There's no forgiveness of the loan. He still has to pay it. He owes it to Levi. What forgiveness? He's not blind. He's not, he just, he just, I, I'm re-diverting re it. So what, just because on your, on your say-so you should re-divert it. What creates now that transfers the liability to pay instead of giving it back to Ruvain, now I have an obligation to give it back to Levi. Where, 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 where is any form? Without a Kenyan, without anything, what happens? So what the Gemara suggests is as follows. Is that, listen to conceptually how this works. Where the more concern suggests is that Lechora, that when Ruvain gives this instruction, what he's basically doing is, he's as if he's shutting down the old loan and is creating a new loan. Who's, where's the new loan? Between Ruvain and Levi. Now, I mean between, between Shimon and Levi. Between Shimon and Levi. Now, what benefit is there to Shimon? Well, if you view this as a new loan, so then, I, if, so for sure it would be like a 30 days, but even if it's not a 30 days, there's like a, an additional grace period. So therefore, since there's like, seems to be added time, that creates the consideration as if what? As Shimon has received a benefit, since as if he received a benefit, that creates the new shibud between Shimon and Levi. That's what Rabbi Ashi wants to suggest. Everybody with me on that? Let's read it. So, Rabbi Ashi, 
with that benefit, that pleasure, it's, it's considered to be, it's got, it, it can be translated into money, that pleasure, to come, that you are now recreating or you're rechanging. As if you're restructuring this from an old loan to a new loan, Gomer Umeshabed Nafshay, that creates a new Shibud that's Meshabed Shimon to Levi. Bottom line is, now we've seen what the mechanics possibly could be that allow this Maimed Shloshton to work even with a new, without a new Maisa Kinyan. So, Amalei Huna Bar Amar Bereidur Av Nechem Rav Ashi. He said like this, the problem with this thinking is as follows. Is like this, Elama based on what you're saying, there were individuals, and this says it gives their names, you go in Hani Debei Bar El Yoshib, people from the household of Bar El Yoshib. Now these Bar El Yoshib people are known as starkers. These guys were very tough people, and they had no patience to wait for duration of loans. When, they, when somebody owed them money, they basically would come in and say, you pay me the money or we break your legs. Right? And you would have to turn over the money. They didn't give any options, right? So it should come out like this. So it should come out that if Levi, whoever represents Levi, are the type of people that are not going to give any grace periods, or not going to allow for extension of loans, then what happens in that situation? There's no enough. What's that? Then, if Shimon, then Shimon doesn't receive any benefit from the fact that it's being restructured. And therefore, in fact, it's to his detriment because now he's dealing with somebody that's willing to break his legs. And therefore, in such a case, what should be the deal? The mamich loshdan shouldn't work. Alright, so okay, fine. So maybe say it doesn't work. This can't be. Because when the Chachamim make a takono, it needs to work Everywhere. Can't work. So you cannot give me the mechanics of how it works if it doesn't work in all situations. And therefore, that cannot be the mechanics of how my Shloshtan works. Everyone, let's see it inside. Moses like this. So, based on what you're saying, those individuals from the family, the household of Yoshiv, the Kafti, they would tie up their, uh, their, their victims, the Shakli, the Alta, and take the loan right away. To my money, I want it right now, without any grace spirit. So, that's Circumstance, my Shloshton wouldn't work. The Chite Machin Amen of Anami, my Shloshton doesn't work in such a situation. But Imke no Sotad Varechalashir, a very important clause, is if so, you have now given your Takana, you've saying your word, is Tal in Shiurim. Shiurim means that there's, it's like, there's too many different scenarios. You're creating too many scenarios. Does it work? Doesn't work? So Chayyim Chacham said, "My Mishloshton works." Rabbi Amram said, "There's a Takanos Chacham. It works across the board. That has to fit in all scenarios. Can be sometimes it doesn't. And therefore, the Gemara concludes like this: Ela Amar Mar Zutra Haniklas Mili. There are three Takanos Chachamim. Shavinu Rabbanu Kehilchos Abloitama. That when the Rabbanon established them, it's like Kehilchos Abloitama. Kehilchos Abloitama is it's like Halacha Meishem means we. We have it. We know it's Allah Sinai. Do we understand exactly how or why it works? We don't really have it. They, didn't, they, they, they don't have to give us explanations. It means there's three Allahs, three Takarnas that Rachamim, for whatever reason, wanted to establish. And even though we don't exactly understand how or why it works, we're macabre, like it's as if it's a halacha Moshe Misinah. That's what he's saying. What are the three? Chadaha. One is this one. Now, even the Tosva says that we do understand a shtick or why they would want to do this. Because remember, it is a very, it, 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 it expedites commerce. 
If you have three people together, you can right away say, instead of giving to me, give it to him, and it works right away without in my skin. So you could hear there's a svara why we did it. But the bottom line is, they never gave us the reason. They didn't give an explanation. They don't owe us an explanation. So like, exactly how, why, it doesn't work in all. Works. It works. We have to accept it. That's the first one. The case of Maimon Shloshkan. Edaf, what's the second one? This is a very interesting uh, uh, halacha, right? This is something, Maisim Chol Yom. I'm going to make it with a second wife because that's really where we see the Maisim Chol Yom. Woman, a, a guy, a wealthy guy, what first wife dies, all right? Marries a second wife, all right? Comes out the reading of the will, and instead of anything going to the Yorshim, where does everything end up? By the wife, right? Okay. Never seen that before. Never seen that before, right? Comes along... What do you mean? The first wife's dead. Yeah, right. So, so therefore, but then, let me say first wife, second wife. Could be a first wife too. But the halacha is, the Chachamim established in that case, they just give the, the wife, who the Chorah, he left everything too, she's considered like the apotropist. I mean, she oversees the division. But it doesn't take the Yerusha away from the kids. I mean, she's like the executor. We say that what he meant was he made her the executor. I mean, she's going to have to be taken care of and whatever. And by putting her in charge, she's going to take. But we don't say she gets that she gets everything and they get nothing. Okay. Again, it seems like a... a, a how does it work? What is it? That's the right thing to do. Next. Someone who wrote over all of his assets to his wife. That at most what he's made her is to the, has made her the executor. But it doesn't give her the financial rights of all the assets. That's the second one. What's the third one? The third one is interesting as well. They used to be, back in the day, when a person married off a, a child, the father of the groom would build a house for the new chassan and, and kalim. The father would be build a house, and this is going to be the house they live in. Hachamim came along and said, what happens in the following scenario? Firstborn, there's the first child in the family, the first son to get married. Right? The oldest. That's the oldest. Person was the first one to get married. And we don't have any indication that he built a new house for the Hachamim Kala. But... The, where he made the wedding, the place where the wedding was hosted, is a house that is owned by the father of the chassan, and it is not a house that the, the father of the chassan actually lives in. He's like a spare house. It's a house that he has, and he says, even though we don't have any indication on anywhere that says that this house is meant to be given to the groom, Chacham came along and said, this is automatically going to become the new house of the Chosin and Kala. Alright? That's the third thing. It's like, it's like we don't understand exactly why, whatever it is, but that's how it works. How it works, Hefka based in Hefka. But it works. That's the bottom line. Let's see the side. The Eda, what's the third case? The Amar Rav Hamesi Isha Livnoi. Somebody married off a woman to his son. Livnoi Godel, his oldest son. The bias in a house... And that Rashi points out that the, that, the, that, the, that, the, that the father of the groom is not actually using; he owns it. Kanai, right away he owns it. You don't need a new, new you don't need a Maisa Kenyan. You don't need a declaration. This becomes the home of the groom. All right, let's go on. So these are three cases. It seems to be takonas that again that, that's we're referring to. Amale Rav Lurav Acha Bardalo. So now the Gemara brings down the following story. We're going to say to to shift back 
to what we were discussing yesterday. The case at hand was as follows. So Rav said to Rav Achabardla, Kava de Morika Isli Gaboch. He says, listen, I have by you a certain measure of Morika. What's Morika? Saffron? Yeah. I think. So I have by you a certain spice, saffron. Okay, a little small amount of it. I gave it to you to hold for me. All right. Which means it's like a picodon, except that you normally, who would you have to give it back to? Right. Give it to me, right? Me, I'm Ruva and you're Shimon, right? So, yeah, uh, uh, give it to Ploni. Give it to Levi. I mean, instead of giving it back to me, the Picotin, instead of giving it to me, give it to Levi. And now he threw in the extra words. I'm saying this in front of Levi. Means Levi is here part of the three, right? The law has drawn a B to ensure that uh, I'm saying this in front of him in order to make sure that I don't back out. It means I can't change my mind. Once I've told you to give it to Levi, automatically what? Levi owns it, and I can't change my mind. So again, set up the scenario again. So what happens is, is that Rav told Rav Acha, is that I want you uh, to, to give the Kava of Marika, the small amount of saffron that you have, I want you to give it to Levi, the third person here. I want to give it to him. I'm saying it in front of him. Why am I saying it in front of him? So I want you to make sure I cannot retract. Where's the kingdom? What's that? It's my Mishlash gun. Now, so what it says like this, what one doesn't understand is, why do you have to have that additional clause? That he said, I'm saying it in front of him, I'm saying this, because the Chod says, because I'm saying it, I can't retract. Let's say he never made that statement. Would he be able to retract? If my Mishlashtan works, and all three of them are there, the Chorik can't retract. So what does it help whether or not he made that statement? What did he have to make that statement? I'm saying this to show you I can't retract. Lechaira, you can't retract anyway. As soon as you said, instead of giving it to me, give it to Levi, and Levi's there, what happens? The Levi owns it. You can't retract. So why do you have to add in that additional statement? That's what we're trying to figure out. Fred listen first. That in normal circumstances, if he hadn't made that statement, that what? He would be able to retract. Right? But, and that's it's rhetorical. It means we know that that's not the case. We know that's not the case. So he says, no. He's not telling, he's not saying the reason I can't retract is because I made the statement. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, the reason I can't retract is why? Because Levi's there. Basically, he's explaining how Maimach Washington is working. Because Levi happens to be there, therefore what? Therefore I can't retract. It's not because I made the statement I can't retract. I can't retract because Levi's standing there. That these, these, this instruction cannot be retracted because Maimach Washington does, it works automatically and can't allow for retraction. That's all he's explaining. See, what it says like this, the problem is, and this is very important, you so, I think we miss this nuance all the time, is that we know that Ravina and Ravashi, they were adapted to the Gemara. They established part of the corpus of what Gemara is going to be, only information that they consider to be important, right? Now, the question is like this, who's making the statement? Rav. 
We learned yesterday that Rav already taught, I'm a Rav Huna, I'm a Rav. He already gave us, this is what Maimet Shloshtan is. Well, if we already have a statement that declares, this is Maimet Shloshtan, it works automatically, why do we need to have another statement over here saying, is, well, this is what Maimet Shloshtan is, and because all three of us here, we cannot retract. The Chorah, you're not adding any new information to it. Now, the fact is, we're not questioning why Rav himself uh, hundreds of years ago said that statement. Well, the question is, why would be included in the corpus of Gemara something that already was included yesterday? Right? So it's like this. The Rav already said it one time. That was yesterday's He said like this, if you, if, 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 if Ruben says to Shimon, you have a hundred of my silver dinarim, I want you to give it to Levi, uh, the Maimet Shloshtan, and all three of them are, happen to be present. Kana, right away, immediately, Levi's kind of. That's how Maimet Shloshtan works. So why do we need to hear this again? So Moana says a very interesting thing. Moana says we know a hundred, uh, a hundred silver zuzim is a, is a large, large amount of money. It's a large amount of money. So you might think that like this, if we only had yesterday's teaching, when do you need all three of them present for it to work? When it's a large, when it's big money. But something like a small amount of saffron, maybe it works even if what? Even not all three of them are there. Kamash Malan, as we learn here, is that even on a small amount, it only works, it's not retractable, is if what? If all three of them are there. That's the additional nuance that's added today. Where it says like this, Imahi, if you only had yesterday's teaching, that's a larger gift that's being given there. The small amount, maybe lady doesn't have to be present for it to work. Kamash Malan, it comes to teach me that what? Smaller Even a small amount, all three of them have to be there for it to be er, 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 to work. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're not talking about that because that's a big bag and this is a small bag. Yeah, no, no, no. We mean it's value. All right. Even for a big loan, a small loan too. Does it matter? Because don't think of loan, small, big, doesn't matter. Yeah, we already said it makes no difference. Hanoginoi. Okay, it brings down the following story. You had these farmers. Now, the way I understand the case works as follows. You had like this. You have the you have the owner of the land. So the owner of the land would subcontract sometimes. He would lease out his property, right? And the person working the property would then keep whatever he makes off the property. However, they would have to pay a certain rental fee, a lease fee, to the owner of the land. So it happens to be here that he had this large piece of property and he had three people that he had sub, is it subcontracted to? I don't know. He had three people, three different individuals that had leased together, but each, and the way that, the way it worked was, is that each one of these three, they would divide up equally the produce, and then also equally they would share the expense of paying the owner of the land the lease money. Now what happened in this case is when they divided up, they found out, at least the first count that they did, is that it did not come out divided equally. Is that one of the three ended up having a five history. History is a, a certain uh, coin, a certain coin. I had five history more than the other two. So they said, no problem. 
instead of us paying our share of the least money, I guess it worked out exactly, you'll just give the five istari, because you've got in your division five more than we got, and you'll pay the owner the, uh, da- the least money representing all of us. Now it happened to be that the owner of the land was there, and therefore, it had, ostensibly, had the impact of a Maimet Shloshtan. Is that they said, the money, instead of giving us our portions back to us, you give it to the owner of the land, and, uh, and, and Shalom al Yisrael. And not only that, the owner of the land actually made a Kenyan. He didn't have to, because Maimet Shloshtan works. He had made a Kenyan Sutter. He made a Kenyan Sutter. Okay, who's the handkerchief? It doesn't matter. But if the Kenyan Sutter was made, and therefore, this Lechorah seems to be an irrevocable transaction. Problem is that the fellow who in the initial count, when he counted, came up with additional five history, he went back and he recounted what he had and he realized that a mistake was made. And in fact, he doesn't have that surplus. So he came to Rav Nachman, who was the Dayan, the chief dying in Bavel, and he told Rav Nachman, is that I can't pay. Now, Rav Nachman didn't understand all the details, didn't explain all the details. He thought that this guy is trying to renege on the deal. He didn't realize when he said I can't pay, it's not that I don't want to pay, is that what? I probably don't have the money to pay. So Rav Nachman responded to him, he says, you can't renege on the deal. For two reasons you can't renege on the deal. One is, there was a Maimet Shloshtan. And number two, that the, the, the owner made a Kenyan. It's, it's irrevocable. You can't... Then what's more going to say is that Rav came to Rav Nachman. Rav was one of the Dayonim. He says, you're not understanding exactly what happened in the case. He's not saying is that I don't want to pay. He's saying, I don't have the five to pay with. Why don't I have the five to pay with? Because a miscount. That was a saying. So therefore, so therefore, Rav Nachman said, you're right. If it's a miscount, then the whole thing was a mekachtos. It was all predicated on a false information. And therefore, what do they have to do now? All three of them have to now get back to joining together to pay the lease agreement because you can't account on money that the taka doesn't exist. So what is it like this? Is it hot in here or just me? Is it warm? I'm going to make it. All right. So why is it like this? So let's see. So therefore, again, Hanu Ginoi, there were these uh, farmers. The Avid Chushman of Hadi, I thought they did the calculation among the three of them. Pash Chamesh Isteri Zuzi Gabechad. It was an additional five Zuz by one of them. Chamenaya. Amrulei Yavin and Mihale. So they said, you give it to the Mare Ara, to the owner of the land. You give it, and you'll represent us in terms of giving. And it was in front of Mare Arma. The, the owner of the land was there, which made him a Shloshtan situation. And not only that, the Kanamine and the owner of the land also made a Kenyan Sudr as well. In the end, he went and he counted again by himself, and I guess maybe there were witnesses, make sure no monkey business, and Lloyd Parshkabay, and there was no exodus, there was no five history, we're not there anymore. So also came to Rav Nachman, so they came to Rav Nachman, Amalei, Rav Nachman said, what can I do? My Avidla, first of all, that we have, there was a transaction based on Rav Nachman, what was the transaction based on Rav Nachman? And furthermore, he actually did a suitor to solidify it, 
Right? Concretize it. So Amalei Rava, so Rava said to Rav Nachman, I said Rav's Rava, Rava said to Rav Nachman, Atu hai, Mika Amar lo yavino. Right? He, is he saying, he's not saying, I don't want to give it. Delega Gaboy comes and I can't give it because I don't have the extra five to give with. So Amalei, so Nachman said, Im Kain, Kinyan Betosu. Then the whole thing is a Mecca of Tos, or the Kinyan Betos, the Chol Kinyan Betos, the whole thing goes back, and we have to make structure a new deal here. This whole deal fell apart. Okay, now, we're going to deal with now, through tomorrow's daf with the following. Let's say you have here, we'll talk about the same names. You have Ruvain is sending money or sending something uh, with, uh, with Shimon to get to Levi. Now the case at hand we'll deal with is that actually Ruvain owes it to Levi. Let's say he's paying back the loan. Right? He's saying, is, I want to pay this loan to Levi. I'm giving it to you to give Shimon. I'm giving it to Shimon to get, to get it to Levi. So Reuben owes Levi, is giving it to Shimon to get to Levi. Now, the question is as follows. When he says the instruction, holach, holach means take, take, is he also allowing for the window that holach is kishi? Shi means that you can, I'm giving you the right to acquire it on his behalf. Now that's a huge a difference because if Holach is like Sri, means that I'm giving it to you that you can acquire it on his behalf. We had this with a sugi from a couple of days ago. So once Shimon takes that money from Ruvain, it's as if he's accepted it on behalf of Levi, then Ruvain will no longer be able to retract. I changed my mind, give it back. He can't do that. Why can't he do that? It's already been acquired. It's already been acquired by Levi. By Levi. Can't retract on something like that. <coughs> so if Holch, <coughs> excuse me, if Holch is Kizchi, no backseat, no, no backseat, no if Holch is not Kizchi, then it only really is acquired by Levi by the time Levi gets, only when Levi gets it. So and then if Levi hasn't got it, he's able to retract. That's going to be the issue. Now, Holoch is considered like Sri. But why should so, he retract? He owes him money. What? He, he owes him. Why should, why should he Whatever. I, I, have a, I, have a, I need the money right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cash poor. Or whatever the reason is. We'll see. Right. 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 Okay. Let's see. So, uh, uh, Itmar. It was stated. Usually, Itmar is used brings down in a Moraic Machlokas. Itmar. Holoch monoleploni. Shani chayev lo. So, if you have a situation where Ruvain told Shimon, take for Levi the hundred zoos that I owe him. I'm a Rav. So Rav throws in the following. Rav says that at the end of the day, Ruvain is financially responsible. Meaning, if something happens along the way, Shogeg, Maisie, whatever happens to that hundred zoos, before it gets to Shimon's, before it gets to Levi's hands, right? Ruvain is responsible. Ruvain can say, oh, I gave it to him. But it's the, no. Ruvain, she, a lady said, I don't care who you gave it to. You owe me the money. Now, it's true. If there was some type of negligence on behalf that, that Shimon did something of negligence, Ruvain's going to have to go after Shimon for that money. But at the end of the day, lady doesn't care. Levi says, I want you to give me the money. What he did, then go after him. But leave me a, So therefore, so Rob says, is that, 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 that Ruben is still responsible Bachrayus. He still has, he's ensuring that it gets to, uh, Levi. If it doesn't, he has to pay it. 
However, if he wants to back out, he cannot back out anymore. Which means, this is a very interesting uh, hybrid here, is that even though when you gave it to Shimon, Rav seems to hold, that when you gave it to Shimon, Holech is Kishchi, he's considered to be as if Levi acquired it, but even though it's considered as if Levi acquired it, who's still financially responsible until it actually gets to Levi is Ruvain. Comes along Shmuel and says, you can't, you can't do that. It doesn't, that again makes a match over here. He says like this, Mitol If you're gonna tell me that Ruvain is still financially responsible for that money before it gets to Levi's hands, therefore, Ruvain should also have the right to retract. So therefore, in Balazar, Choser. Now, the Gemara is going to suggest, and again, I've told you this many times, when it says Lema, let's say, usually it says, no, that's not the way it comes out, but it's a hypothesis. Lema, the one is going to suggest, what is the Machlokas? That Machlokas is going to hinge on whether when you say Holach, when you say to a person, take it, are you also giving him the right to acquire it on behalf of the person? Right? Now, Rashi here points out, it's important to speak out, is that the Chorah, what about Zoch and the Adam Shalom Didn't we learn a couple of days that you can acquire for something? He says, yes, but it's not when it hurts a person. You know when it hurts somebody else. You can only, who's it hurting over here? If Holach doesn't mean Sri, that means Ruvain didn't want you to acquire on behalf of him. Oh, I'm going to do him a favor. It doesn't matter that you can't hurt, you're hurting Ruvain. Take away Ruvain's right of retraction. That will be hurting You can only say it's Holach because if Ruvain agrees to it, but he can't accept on behalf of Levi if Ruvain doesn't agree. So that doesn't play into the, into the information over here. So Lema, let's say, this is what they're arguing about, is that one opinion holds right, which would be Rav's opinion. So therefore, according to Rav, once you've given it, you are, you're, not a, you're not able to back out. You can't back out. And Marsav and Shmuel holds, Holoch lab kishchi. Holoch is not kishchi. And since Holoch is not kishchi, you can back out. Now, even though Rishon speak out of here, that doesn't seem, Tosa speaks out, that doesn't seem to be what Shmuel said. Shmuel never said because Holoch is not kishchi. Shmuel said that if I'm financially responsible, that's why I should be able to back out. But there will be a secondary reason. But the primary reason is, since Holoch is lab kishchi, so therefore, you didn't acquire it on behalf of Lev. You can't acquire it, therefore I can back out. That's the one I want to say. So comes out that Moroz assumes the Machlokas between Rav and Shmuel here is the, the crux of the Machlokas is Holoch Keschi or Holoch Not Keschi. Moroz says, look, you don't have to say that. It could be the Kula Alma Holoch Keschi Dami. That could be that everybody holds Holoch is Keschi. means if I change up the scenario, I don't make it a loan, make it a gift, a Matana, everybody would hold that when I give the gift, to Shimon, it's as if Levi has acquired it, and I can't take it back. So in such a case, because there is no Indian of Achrayas, who's responsible? Because if something happens to the gift, who cares what happens to the gift? I don't have to pay you again because the gift got ruined. So therefore, in a case where there's no Achrayas, everybody would agree, Holech is Keschi. So what's the Machlokas of the Yaf? Normally, Holech is Keschi. Why is there a Machlokas here in the case of paying back the loan between Rav and Shmuel? What they're arguing about is as follows. Is that Rav holds, you don't say Migu. Migu means like since. What was the since? Means Shmuel said, it's hard for me to understand how you can say since. He says, if you say that Ruvain is still financially responsible for the item, then how can you tell me that Ruvain doesn't have a right to retract? 
Rob doesn't agree with it. He says two different things. Once you gave it to Shimon, basically what you're saying, Holoch is Keshi, therefore you're saying is, Levi is the owner, then when Levi is the owner, I can't retract. But from Levi's perspective, from Levi's perspective, if something happens to it, you're trusting that Shimon should be able to bring it to me. Therefore, you're still buying it. So Rob says, I, it, it, you know, it's two different things. One, Holochus Veschi, it's as if Levi has it. Do I, am I still financially responsible? Yeah, because I ensured that it gets to the hands of Levi. If it doesn't get to the hands of Levi, I'm responsible. But that, that's how Rob looks at it. And therefore, Lo Amrin Amigo, we don't say since. Since. Omar no, we say since. Shmuel says that logically, if you allow a person to retract, by definition, what are you saying? If Reuben can retract, then by definition, you're saying is that it does not yet belong to Levi. to Levi. So therefore, in this case, where you can still retract, then the whole left cannot work like Sri. That's the Machlokas. But it could be normally how it could work like Sri. It's just in this case, where there is an issue of insurance, then you can say that that's where there's a Machlokas, where the whole is like Sri. So what is it like this? That this is my focus, Rav and Shmuel, but Tanika Boss say the Rav. We actually have a Brysa, an explicit Brysa, that supports Rav's position. Where's this Brysa? The Rav says like this. Holoch manaleploni shani chayavlo. If a person said, our case, take the hundred uh, zuz to, 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 to Levi that I owe him. Or he didn't say holoch, he said ten. He said give. Give this hundred zuz to Levi. Reuben tells Shimon, give this hundred zuz to, to Levi. Alright? Or, it wasn't a case of a loan. Monoploni, uh, oh, monoploni shani chayavlo, ten monoploni shani chayavlo, or, holach monoploni pikadon shiyesh libiyodi. Or let's say, it wasn't a case of a loan. That, that Levi had given Reuben the money in a, in a purse to hold on to. Not to spend. So it's actually a, Picodin situation, or ten mana leploni, or he used, didn't say the word holoch, he said the word, the word ten. So Bart's kind of saying, so whether you use the word holoch, or whether you use the word ten, whether it's a loan, whether it is a picodon, that he has in my hands that I'm over, uh, to give it, means until it actually enters into the hands of Levi, who's responsible for it, Ruben is, no matter what happens to it, Ruben is responsible. However, in Bolavzo, if he wants to retract Einachoser, he is not able. If Balafzor Einachoser, he is not able to uh, to 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 retract. So therefore, what do you see? This follows Rav. How does it follow Rav? That even though you're chayv and achrayus, but holuch is kesri. Once it enters his hands, as if lady has it, you can no longer retract. Which therefore you see the two concepts are not connected, like not like Shmuel wanted to say. This supports the position of Rav. Now what the Gemara asks over here on the Brisa, the Brisa gave two scenarios: a loan or a case of a pikodon. Now I understand if it's a case of a loan. Once he gives me the hundred zuz. It's mine to do with whatever I want, and I can choose anybody to give it back to whoever I want, especially I'm, I'm ensuring that... The, but a case, when somebody gives you a picodon, by definition, if Levi gave Reuven a picodon, it means I'm making you my shomer. I trust that you're going to watch this for me. I give you a, an expensive vase, watch this for me. The Chorah means I trust you, Reuven, to watch it for me. If it's a picodon, what right... Without Levi's permission, does Reuben have to give a picodon 
to Shimon that Shimon should watch it. That Levi should be able to say, you don't have a right to give it, whether or not something happens to it or not, but you should be in violation of the agreement if you give it over to someone to watch. If that wasn't, you still didn't get Levi to ride off on it. So how could Reuben give it to Shimon to give it back to Levi if Levi did not give him the permission yet to let, let Shimon watch it? Everybody with me? So when it says like this, Picodon, in the case of the Picodon, Lema Lay, why can't Levi say to Reuben, I don't want my Picodon in somebody else's hands. I gave it to you, Reuben, to watch. I didn't give it to Shimon to watch. What right do you have to give my Picodon to Shimon? So when it says a very interesting Svara over here, you know what the case must be. What happens if, comes like this, what happens if you, Levi, trusted Reuben that, uh, Ruben's going to watch the Picodon in, 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 uh, in, in good faith. And then information comes out that this Ruben is a swindler. This Ruben is not a trusted individual. So now even though Levi did not say, I would want Shimon to watch it, in this case as an Anansadi, where would Levi rather the Picodon be? Mm-hmm. He'd rather be by Shimon than by Reuben. Why? Because now he has new information that Reuben cannot be trusted. That must be the scenario. The only situation that Reuben would have a right to give it over to Shimon is if there's some reason that, Sh- that Levi lost trust in Reuben and even though he wasn't asked, we know that he would agree that somebody else should be watching. And that's what the Muslim suggests. So, I'm Rav Zeira, Kafran. It's been established that this Ruvain is a kafran. Kafran so literally means... What's that? Safer in Shimon's hands. That's correct. So therefore, therefore, that's why you have a right to do it, because Shimon can't... A lady can't say, oh, I only wanted you to know. Why would he want a kafran? A kafran is a person that has, uh, has, has, has reneged on money, denied on money, that, that he's no longer trustworthy. How do you prove, how do you prove what? that that was wrong? Is his co-parent? Yes, yeah. yes. The liar. Now, let's go on. What, what did you ask? How do you prove that that's what Levi really wanted? Because if that's an Ansari, we don't have to. Uh, right, the survey says, you know, that's the, all right. What is it like this? Rav Sheshes, Havale Ashrosa, the Sar believe in Mechuz. Rav Sheshes was a coat, uh, he had a, 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 he used to sell coats, Sarbalis uh, coats. And he had sold to, uh, uh, to people in Mechuz, which is far away, he had sold them on credit, which means they owe him money to pay for the coats that he had sold him on credit. Now the problem is, is that it's these two places, wherever they were, were far apart from one another. So, and Rav Sheshes did not feel like schlepping to Mechuzah to go get the money. So what happened was, Amalei Rav Yosef Bar he said to Rav Yosef Bar he heard Rav Yosef Bar is traveling for a short while to Mechuzah. So he said, listen, while you are in Mechuzah, I would like you to go buy the buyers and uh, uh, explain who you are and save them the trip because technically they should be coming here to pay me for the coats that... But I want the money now. It's already... Uh, it, 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 it's past the due date, right? You have to give me back the money. So you go tell them, let them give you the money to come to me. So now, I said, it's all this. I'm a little Rabbi Yosef Archamah. on the way you come back, when you come back, I see you now, bring back for, with, with you, bring back for me what? The money. The money. So, Azal So, he went and explained who he is, they trusted him, and they gave him the money. However, 
It's very interesting. They said like this. They said, we want you to make a Kenyan with us. Make a Kenyan with us that you now become financially responsible for this money. Because they were afraid if something happens to the money, so then it, something gets, gets robbed, even not negligence, right? The chora, the buyers would still be on the hook with the original, with, with, with Abshashish. They said, we, you know, we they gave them the money, said, but now we want you to make a Kenyan that you're willing to assume all of the responsibility for this money. So, Amrile, Nikna Minoch. They said, let, let us make an acquisition, let's make a Sudra, let's make a Kenyan from you, with you, that what? That you take over the responsibility. So, Amrile, in. So he said, yes. He said, okay, no problem. However, then he thought about it and he said, no, no, no. I'm doing this guy a favor. What I should now He's take financial uh, responsibility. So let's start Ishtamit Lahu. So what happened at the end? He figured out a way how to weasel out of it, and he did not make the Kenyan. But then he went. But he also When he came back to Rabshesh's, he gave Rabshesh's the money. But he felt bad a little bit. He said, "Was I really disingenuous? Was it wrong of me first to say I'm willing to make the Kenyan, and then sneak out? Was that the wrong thing to do?" So Amale Shapir Avdit. So we're gonna have two versions here. The first version is Rab has told him you did the right thing. Because we know that any time you uh, if if you, you owe someone something, you become like a slave to him. Right? So why should you have made yourself into a slave to the people of Mechuzah. You don't owe them anything. So why create a situation that now you owe them, put yourself in a situation that you now, they have hold over you. Why should you make an Evan become the Evan of the Malva? That's an expression that was used. That's for version A. Lishna, Achrina, the second Lashon, which actually I think sounds be- more to me, is like this. Is Shaper, Abed, did the right thing. Because the Chorah, Evet Lov, is that, because Abed Lay, Elove, Evet Lov, and Ishmalva. The Evet Lov and Ishmalva, they're the Evan. They, when they like borrowed, they took it on credit, they the ever to who? Yeah, to Rav to, to Sheshes. They have the Rav Therefore, they're not in a position where they can make... Look, oh, we'll give you money. No, they had to get the money here. You're doing them a favor by being transporting. Therefore, they cannot put any stipulations that you should take it. Therefore, you did the right thing. So either way, you did the right thing. All right. The says like this. The more brings down the following story. Rabbi Bar Yoshio Havalei Ispeka de Chaspa. He had a silver goblet, a silver uh, vessel, Benarjah. So basically, I think I think the way um, it's explained by the Benyol Yoda is uh, that his father had deposited by these people a silver goblet. And his father passed away, and he was now sending for, now becomes his silver, he was sending for the silver goblet that was in our door, which was, was, was a distance away. So Amar Lahu, so he told Rab Dustoy Bariana and Rab Yossi Bar Kippur, he told these two Amaroyim, Baharida Asisu, on your way back from Nardo, as you Nehale, please bring back the silver goblet for me. So Azul Yahweh Nehale, so they, uh, they went, these two rabbis went, and the people of Nardo, Gave them the deposit, deposit. But again, Amrulahu, Amrulahu, They said we're giving it to you, but we want you to, you, the two of you, to basically sign off on it, make a Kenyan that what? That if anything happens to the goblet, we're not responsible anymore. You are responsible. So uh, therefore, Amrulahu, Nick So Amrulahu, loy. So they said. Uh, uh, that, no, 
We're, we're not willing to take that achrayas. We're not taking this one. They said, fine. If you're not willing to take that achrayas, then what? Give it back to us. Give it back. They said, we can't give it back anymore. Because since we're representing the uh, original owner, who was who? What was his name? Um Achi. Since Bar Yashia, since we represent Rabbi Bar Yashia, it, once you've given it to us, this was Rab's Zalocha, so therefore, we accept it on his behalf. Once we accept it on his behalf, we don't have to give it back to you, but you guys are still responsible for the Achrayas on it. That was the double uh, the condition, right? So therefore, so therefore, I'm the Luhu, lie, right? So, so the Moses says like this, so I, so I, I, don't, I, I don't know, give it back to us. Now, we're going to see Rabbi Stoy, Rabbi Yanai, he, he, he evaluated situations and I don't want to mess with these guys. And therefore, Amr Luhu in. He said, fine, take it back. But the fellow who was with him was Rabbi Yoshi Bar Kippa. So he said, Amr Luhu He said, no, Allah is, once you gave it, I'm not going to give it back. So have a commentar. They started beating him up. They started beating him up and said, give it back. So Rashid Girsa is, Amr So the people, who were beating up uh, Rabbi Yossi Bar Kippur said to Rabbi Dostoy Rabbi Yanai take a look what he's doing he's not giving back the thing to us not right he should give it back to us so Amr Luhu Tav Ramalei to beat him harder he said you know maybe you're not hitting him hard enough hit him harder so that he'll give it back so the bottom line is whether he got it he didn't give it the bottom line is these two rabbis come back to Rabbi Achi and they, and, 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 so he also legabe, when they came back to Rav Achi, so Amr, 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 take a look, he said to Rav Achi, he said, look, not, it's not only that he didn't help me, but in addition to not helping me, he made it even worse. <laughs> he told them to beat me even more. He said, beat him in more. So the one rabbi who was the one who held on to it said to Rabbi Achi about the other rabbi, he said, not only didn't he help me, which is a halacha is, we should not have to have given it back, but he actually made it worse for me by saying, you should beat him even more. So, uh, so Amr Alei, so Rabbi Achi said to Rabbi Dostoy, he said, Amai to Abed Hachi. Now Rashi learns that his question was, not why did you come to beat him more, but why taka lechatchila, did you agree to give it back? Because the halacha is that once you took it, you should not give it back. So he said, why did you do this? Why did you agree to give it back? So Rabbi Dostoy said to him, this weather, then Yada says he didn't know what, he said, do you know what these guys look like? <laughs> Have you ever seen these guys? You obviously never saw these guys asking me why did I agree to give back. He says, Osem b'nei Adam hein Amma. Amma means they're, they're multiple Amas tall. They were the, you, these guys were huge. The Kovan Amma. Even their hats alone was an Amma. They wore hats that was an Amma high. Alright? Umedabrin mechatsyahen. They had these booming voices coming from their bodies emanating out of the chest they spoke from their body. Which Moseyan, Muvalin, even their names are fearful of fear-inducing names. Their names are Arda, the Arta, Upili Varej, the chief of them all. His name was Pili. Pili means a pill, an elephant. Doesn't give you a name, elephant. Doesn't give you a name of these people that we're dealing with. Omrin, when they instruct Kofusu, go and tie up a person, Kofsin, they right away, they get tied up. 
Omen Haroga, when they say somebody should be executed, Horgan, right away the person gets executed. And Ilu Harvest destroy, he's talking about himself. If they would have killed the story, me no send Yana Abba Barkamasi, who would give my father uh this uh Yana a son like me? Since I was afraid, I was afraid for my life. That's why I, I said yes. So Amalei, and they Amalei Kraven, the Malf was saying, Shabaki said, What are they close to the government? How can they act that way? Are they close to the government? Amalei Hain, yes, they have connections to the government. Say Yeshlahan, Susina Prayed Shrotsana Akharayan. Are they themselves nobility? Are they themselves royal? Do they have they used to have donkeys and 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 new I mean horses and donkeys that used to run in front of them as an entourage? Amalei Hain, yes, they're also in royalty, means they can get away with whatever they want to do. So Amalei, Iyaki Shaper Avdid. If so, you you did the right thing because your, your life was on the line. And I guess the point they were saying is if he would have not said beat him harder and made as if he's part of it, then they both would have been executed. So to show that this way he saved, he saved them. That was the point that he did. Anyway, let's go back to it. Right? So now in case is over here. Ruben tells Shimon, go take this mana and go give it to Levi. So Vahalach, so Ruvain leaves Los Angeles. I mean, Ruvain gives to Shimon. Shimon's going to, uh, to, to New York. So Ruvain says to Shimon, take this hundred zoos and go pay back. I owe Levy in New York. I owe him the hundred zoos. Now when he gets to New York, Big Show, he seeks him out. Raji says Levy died. That when Shimon got to New York to look for Levy, Levy is no longer here. Alright? Now we're going to have two Bryce's over here that seem to be arguing, and we're going to circle back to what the argument could be. He says, Tani Chada One Bryce says is that what, Le- what, what Shimon has to do is return that money to who? To Ruven. Alright? But Tanya Idak, but there's a second Bryce that says, Is that no, is that once. If you don't find Levi, so what you don't find Levi? You now have a financial obligation to give it to Levi's Yarshim. The inheritors, that's who you have to give it to. The Chayr, what's the machlekes between these two brides? We're going to continue with this tomorrow, but the Chayr is going to give about five or six different explanations. What's that? So what's machlekes? Because the Loshan was Heilech. Is Heilech Teschi? If Holech is Teschi, then who's acquired it already? Levi. Once Levi acquired it, so even if subsequently he died, his Yarshim now have the right to inherit it. And whereas the other Brysa holds, Holech is not Teschi. And therefore, it's still in the domain of Ruvain. And therefore, Ruvain, you have to give it back to Ruvain. The inheritors don't have a right to it because Levi never had a right to it. Comes along the Mar says no. Ama Rabbi Abba Barmamo. It could be the Kula Alma Holach Lapkasi. That Hula Olach is not Kasi. Now if Holach is not Kasi, I understand why you the Bryce that says you have to give it back to Ruvain. But how do you explain the Bryce that says what? That what? No, everyone holds Yaholak is not Tzchi. So how do you explain the Brisa that it goes to the Yorshim? Holak is not Tzchi, so what right do the Yorshim have to have it? So Moshe says like this, the difference is, when Ru- was Ruvain himself, when Ruvain gave the instruction, was he a Bari, was he a healthy person? 
or whether you're shchiv meirah. Because we learned a couple of days ago that the instruction of a shchiv meirah doesn't even need a kinyan. It's binding. So therefore, you say it like this. So the brisa that says it goes back to Ruvain, Ruvain was a bari. Holach is lab Levi has no rights to it. Therefore, it doesn't go to his yorshim. But the brisa that says that you have to give it to Levi's yorshim was talking about that Ruvain was a shchiv meirah. Since Ruvain was a shchiv meirah, prior to his death, he said... Take it, that's considered to be like a Kenyan. If it's considered a Kenyan on behalf of Levi, even if subsequently Levi dies, but already entered Levi's realm. If it already entered Levi's realm, then what do you have to do with it? Give it to his Yorshim. You have to give it to his Yorshim. That's the second explanation. I can create the scenario that Ruvain in both cases was a Shchiv Reuben in both cases was a Shchimera. Well, the Reuben in both cases was a Shchimera. Why is one case you have to bring it back to Reuben? Or we're going to see all Reuben's Yarshim. The other case you have to leave it with Levi or Levi's Yarshim. Both were Shchimera. Right. Had the Isaila Makabal Bashas Matan Mos. Had the Laysila Makabal Bashas Matan Mos. Now, Levi died. Levi died. At what point did Levi die? It's kind of like this. Before he left. I, is it before he gave the instruction? If Reuben didn't know Levi was dead, Right? Then Lechorib, Ruben did not know that Levi was dead. Possibly he would not have said, give it to Levi. So therefore, in both cases, Ruben was a Shchiv Meirah. And in both cases, the words of a Shchiv Meirah are binding. But if Ruben, the Shchiv Meirah, was not aware at that point that Levi had already died, he wouldn't have given the instruction. So therefore, in one place, Levi died before the instruction. In one place, Levi died after the instruction. So therefore, I can create the explanation that both cases, Reuben was a bori. When both cases, Reuben a bori, how do you explain it? He says like this. In both cases, uh, that, that, that he was alive. So in the Chayra, if Reuben was alive in both cases, and there was no Kenyan, so how does it work? He says, he says like this, that the difference is as follows. There is a concept that it's a mitzvah to listen to the words of a person, of, 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 a, of, your, of a person that dies. The Yorshim have a mitzvah to fulfill his wishes. And we're going to see, according to some, even a financial, it creates like a financial requirement. Now the question is, when did Ruvain die and when did Levi die? All right. Now, if Reuven died before Levi, it already entered into the realm that Reuven's Yorshim have to fulfill their father's wishes. If they have a financial responsibility to fulfill their father's wishes, and Levi was still alive, it's as if Levi gets it. And therefore, if Levi gets it, now that Levi dies, it goes to his Yorshim. But, if Levi died before Reuven, once Levi died, and only then Reuven, the Yorshim don't have the responsibility to fulfill the father's wishes. Because the father's wishes was given to Levi. Levi. Levi's no longer here. It goes back to the Yorshim. That's the difference. So one is that, that, that again, so what is saying is, it depends wh- wh- who died first. So he says like this, let's read it, get inside, and then we're done. Haba <coughs> haba bori. Uh, one, they're both talking about they were bori. So we said they buried, then there was no Kenyan. No, but the miss the The recipient died before the giver. Means Levi died before Reuben. Levi died before Reuben. All right. So they have no responsibility to fulfill their father's wishes because if now even Reuben dies, Reuben wanted to go to Levi. Levi's dead already. 
Hadam is no sin, Bechayim Mekabel. Reuven died for us. As soon as Reuven dies, Levi's still alive, the Yorshim have an obligation to get it to him. So therefore, he, it's as if he owns it, it's a financial, it's like as a financial right. Once Levi owns it, and then Levi dies, the Yorshim have a responsibility to give it to Levi's Yorshim. And that explains the difference between the prices. We'll continue with this tomorrow, gentlemen.